Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. I'm sitting down today with Kendall and Dakota Cole, two of the people behind a new concept known as 86 The Quo. Their idea is to focus on a community where people in the industry can find support with common issues that can take their toll on people. Harassment, substance abuse, and mental health. As I mentioned in our interview, this is meant to be an ongoing conversation and the two of them realize they do not have all the answers. 86 The Quo is simply a means to get the ball rolling and bringing attention to these issues. Um, a side note for you guys, we recorded this interview before the death of Anthony Bourdain, but I feel like uh, that makes this conversation even more timely. Thanks so much for tuning in, and please enjoy our conversation with the folks behind 86 The Quo. So, yeah, I'm ready. Let's All do right, this. So we're gonna crack this open. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure I get this good massive head. can. Yeah. Okay. It's huge. It is. Yeah. Impressive. I'm okay with a big can. <laughs> we gotta pull this out. Okay. Oh, all right. So all right. So what we're drinking today is two different beers mm-hmm. from the boys at Center Ice. Mm-hmm. We've got what's called the Beauty. Um, this is a. Oh boy. I hope you get on. Oh my gosh, I'm spilling all over the yeah, place. That's all right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's the waffles, first time that's ever happened in here. Look it up, waffles. What? Huh? <laughs> all right. So this beer is an experimental IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you a little try. Thank you. All right. So what it is, and we'll talk about this for just a second. This is a, an experimental IPA focusing on the dry body and crisp mouthful mouth feel. Uh, robust flavor and aroma profile. It's infused with orange zest, so it does have a little bit of citrus in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a complement to champagne-inspired dryness with a touch of a fruity character. So, cheers. Excellent. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for coming over. Good to see you again. Mm. Thanks for having us. Again, do of some course. day drinking. Yes. All that's right. N- that's never a bad thing. It's not All bad. Right. So, as I said, you guys are here for the third time. You're old hat at this podcast. Yeah. I'm very happy to have you back. And I've, uh, we were talking about this because I know you guys are leaving town very soon. Yes. But you mentioned, I read a post that you made, I guess it was about three or four weeks ago, about this new concept you've come up with. And actually, Charles and I have been wanting to do a podcast about this, a little bit of a more serious topic, because... Mm-hmm. We've had, okay, so we're at over 100 podcasts right now. It's crazy. Which I can't quite believe. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, a couple people have mentioned about the not-so-rosy parts in their life, which we all have. So Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them much more serious than others. Mm -hmm. So you guys are here to talk about uh, 86, the quo. Yes. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
86 the Quo was something that, you know, I had the idea of starting. Didn't know where, but I just wanted to start something um, that, you know, brought awareness to the, like you said, the not-so-pretty side of the uh, the industry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now this covers everything from front of the house, back of the house, restaurant owners, you know, the just pretty much the entire body of the service industry. You know, so I, so I had the idea. I kind of put it out on paper for like 20 minutes, and I was like, we're doing it. Let's do it. Um, I proposed it to a couple people, and they're like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, threw it around with Kendall, and Kendall's one of those people. <laughs> she's like, she's like, all right, let's let's think about this. Let's do this the right way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, we did a lot of research to start about like, is there something that's like this? Because I don't want to do something that somebody else else is already doing. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, if I'm if it is, then let's join it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen anything that people are doing. Uh, sort of like this. So I was like, yeah, let's. We're gonna start a movement. We're starting this movement to bring awareness to what happens in the restaurant industry that you know paying folks don't get to see. Mm-hmm. So like sexual harassment is the biggest part of this movement. Um, age equality, gender equality, substance abuse, and uh, mental health. Thank you, mental health. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, so those topics are what this was founded on, with bringing awareness to all those. Dakota came to me and said he had this idea um, to just, he wants to start changing the status quo. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's where that word 86 comes from in the restaurant is when you are either out of something or trying to get rid of it. And so that's kind of what we're doing. We want to help bring awareness and educate people on the issues that surround the industry. And he mentioned those issues already. Uh, so they're not like and they're not hidden, you know. No. And you hear about it all the time, and like, which is kind of crazy to think. If you look any of those statistics up, for four out of the five subjects that we mentioned, the restaurant industry is number one. Like mm-hmm. that's that's insane. Right. And like for me, being very young, a young culinarian, and seeing that. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it so high? Right. And so if you dig in and you do some research, like, nothing's ever hidden out. I mean, you get, you can you can do research on your phone by looking up these, like, little articles and little snippets and, you know, books say things nowadays and nothing is hidden. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the good thing about it is, so if you want to, if you're interested in this culinary field or in, the, in this industry... You'll be able to do whatever digging around you need to do in order to find out if the, if this really is a life for me. I knew that going into it. I knew that this was like a doggy dog world, and you know, the culture is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I still went into it because I enjoy cooking and I enjoy making food for people. That's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about I'm gonna walk into work today. I'm gonna get I'm gonna have my ass grabbed twenty times by who knows what or. Right. I'm going to be, you know, told to do the, the shittiest job in the kitchen because, you know, I haven't earned my, my, my medal of honor yet. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, walking to work as a woman, going into a, do a stage, you know, staging to be a chef or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going in there with your head, head already down because you're expected not to get the job because you have a vagina and not a penis. So right. it's like, that's, that's something I want to go away from. Like mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't be. If mm-hmm. you have the... The credentials and you have the the head on your shoulder 
I feel like you should you should be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I don't know, being able to change something that already has been in the industry for as long as it has, it's going to take a lot of time. Sure. But being able to, to bring it to a platform like, like Facebook, Instagram, a blog, mm-hmm. to be able to inform people, I think that is, it's going to get the point across right. faster than just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's going to, I think, you know, require <clears throat> courage from people, which is kind of sad, but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is because I'm sure all of us know people, multiple people who are having problems, who've had awful stuff happen to them and they're scared to speak up because... You know, they might lose their job. Uh, They might lose their family. So, yeah, that's really unfortunate. But I feel like because of, from things that have been happening in, you know, like the the film industry in the U.S. over Mm. the past couple Mm. years, it's Mm. uh, women especially are feeling a little braver to speak out against someone. uh, But still more can be done. Yeah, definitely. And and it's, this thing was made, this is going to piss a lot of people off. Mm. It's going to happen. Sure. You you can't you you can't hide that from anybody, but it should piss them off in two day, two different ways mm-hmm. a good way and a bad way mm-hmm. a good way because you're you're doing something that's like for a good cause mm-hmm. I, I may have these backwards I'm sorry but like it would should piss them off in a negative way and a in a positive way a positive way for you know they're, they're something someone's taking action about this mm-hmm. in a bad way because you should be angry at the people that are doing this like mm-hmm. you're may, like. If you're a chef in the restaurant industry, you should be proud of the industry you work in. Like, I know this is gonna really, this is a really bad example, but if you're a lawyer, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a lawyer. But like, I, people get like really negative comments if mm-hmm. you're a lawyer, so I'll, I'll just keep that away. But like, if you're a chef in the restaurant industry, you should be proud of the industry of, of, that you represent. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm not so proud mm-hmm. because I go into work every day and I see, you know, or people see, you know, different things happen. It's like. You have to, like, turn a blind eye. It's like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's not right. But right. You, but this this will piss people off. And I'm okay with that. But it needs to be brought up. It needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, these things that we're supposed to look at as chefs and be like, oh, he, he does that. Or, you know, you'll get used to it. It's We need to change that and take that mm-hmm. out of people's mouths. Right. And be like, no, that, 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 that. That doesn't work here. Well, and I think the culture is starting to change now. Like you said, women are starting to speak out and be a little braver. Mm-hmm. And I think right now is like the perfect time to, to start doing this because you're getting all these big chefs on um, television that are getting called out for sexual harassment. Yeah, and huge. The anchor that was called out. Mm-hmm. Like people are starting to speak up now and... So why not raise more awareness that, like, this isn't just something that happens in, with celebrities, right. people in power. It happens every day. But and here's the thing that should change is sex sells. And you, and you find yeah. it in, like, a lot of, like, different restaurants will use sex in order to sell something. If you can't sell somebody, if you're a restaurant and you can't sell somebody on your food, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be in this industry. Yeah. If you need a, if you need an object such as, like, a woman... Like Hardee's for a long time, and I think they dis like they disappeared these ads because of the fact they were giving that they were getting such like negative backlash. It's mm. like remember like there was a girl on a commercial like just like boobs exposed and everything. She was eating a burger. It's like yeah. you should be able to sell somebody on the fact that you, your burger is delicious and mouth watering, mm-hmm. not by using someone as like a a like a poster right. or like an example. Like that 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 should not happen. Like. Mm-hmm like us chefs talk about the biggest things that like piss us off and it's like if you don't tell a story with your plate 
people eat with their eyes, mm-hmm. not with their like not with their mind. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to sell somebody on your food, sell them by looking at it and be like, holy shit, that's that looks great. Yeah. And then they taste it. It's even it's even more delicious than, than words. Great. But don't bring somebody else's life or you know an object into the, a picture. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of different ideas on how things should run in the kitchen and Rome wasn't built in one day so we'll, we'll just we'll leave it for the more drawn out picture but the restaurant industry it needs to change and it needs to change in the next five years if we're going to have any say on it sure and so when I first initially messaged you about this and you were telling mm-hmm. me the the inkling of the idea so it's you two and then you have a couple other partners who's involved with this so it's Kendall and I and our partner Deanna Hografey Mm-hmm. Um, so she runs our social media, so she'll run our Facebook and our Instagram. Kendall's our blogger. Um, not really good with words, so I'll leave that up to her, uh, getting good, good information out. Um, I was the guy with the idea. I'm kind of overseeing kind of everything. This initially started as a Facebook private group. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I think it was like 40 members of like our closest industry friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of like broadened it. Like, this is, we're going <laughs> to... It sounded weird, but we started as a group for a day and a half, and by a day and a half, we were like, you know, this this can't remain as like a private really? group. So There's like, the, were, the private were group there is, many discussions or something? Or there just... wasn't a, there wasn't discussions. There was thoughts between text messages, mm-hmm. like from people that I added to the group. They're mm-hmm. like, you need to make this more than just a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because it's bigger than just those forty people mm-hmm. sure. yeah. in our close group. What I wanted to do was like start as a Facebook group and kind of like branch out. It's like, here, you, we should totally create a group and like within that group, like kind of do this, every, every person will be able to speak on it mm-hmm. or like talk about it and like raise awareness. Yeah. What you can reach for those 40 people would have been great. But what everyone was saying was like, you need to start this and you need to go big with this if you're going to be able to maximize the amount of people and like the outreach. So I was like, fuck. I was like, okay, because <laughs> Facebook... It's awesome, but, you know, trying to be able to create all this stuff all at once uh, and just, like, tackle all these things, is, it's it's definitely difficult and complicated, and I've learned a lot through the process already, but, you know, this is this is a topic and a subject that, you know, it, it hits home. It hits home because, you know, for a while my sister was in the industry and my wife's in the industry now, it's like, if I think it's some of those things, especially sexual harassment, age equality, and gender equality... Those are the top three for me. Uh, but, you know, you think about those subjects and you're like, you know, how would I want that to be done? Mm-hmm. As a restaurant owner, how would you want it to be? Like a perfect world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be hard to, to make that happen. But in a perfect world, like, obviously, there would be no sexual harassment. She brought up a good point. Um, she kind of gave the, like, the question to me. She's like, okay, so what happens if uh, you're a restaurant owner and one of your waitresses was being sexually harassed by a customer. Yeah. I mean, we only hear about it, like, from employer to employer, mm-hmm. you know, being sexually harassed. I think it's it's a good question to ask. It's, sure, it's absolutely. It'd be, it'd be, it'd it can happen. It does happen. It does happen. And, and I think servers, a lot of times, are scared to say anything to yes. a customer because they are relying on them for their tips, yes. which is what's going to help them pay the bills and things like that. And absolutely. So it, they get in this kind of I guess a sticky situation or a hard dilemma where they're like do I say something do I not and Mm -hmm. so I asked him I said as a 
if you owned a restaurant, what would you do mm-hmm. if your servers were coming to you telling you, hey, this guy is hitting on me. He's yeah. making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is just, you know, we're going to open that up someday for discussion on the group and just see what people have to say about it and right. hear what their suggestions are or what they think they would do about it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our, our vision with 86 to Quo is... Being able to inform people from, you know, obviously things that have been written already. So, like, Eater is a huge um, restaurant magazine that everybody pretty much follows. Mm-hmm. So I've got a lot of good articles and a lot of, you know, meaty articles that say and will, will not hide the truth, which is great. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be hidden. So, you know, articles will present people with the information that they need in order to make an informed decision. Personal accounts is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Kendall and I already have some few personal accounts, our partner as well. But people have personal accounts. It's just a matter of people talking about it. You know, you can be anonymous. Like, sure. I, I want to know everybody's perspective. Like, tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, this is, this is, this is a group that's open for discussion or, or a movement that's open for discussion. If I'm wrong, call me out. Mm-hmm. I, I will go back to the drawing board and, you know, I'll, I'll research some topics. But this is for everybody to talk about. This isn't me saying, this is how it needs to be, blah, blah, right. blah. This is, this is a, a very um, conversation-heavy topic mm-hmm. or topics. And I said this on, on our Facebook and it's on our blog as well. It's like, let us know if we need to look into something or mm-hmm. let us know if we're wrong and, and comment us, on us and talk to us. You know, don't be vulgar and don't be dis- disrespectful. And this is, this is, you know, this is a very um, a clean you know, movement and, you know, website and blog and whatever. Well, but if, if we're wrong, if we're wrong, tell us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're open to discussion. We're, I'd love to, to speak with you or whatever in, in, in length, but, you know, this is, this is how I feel. You know, somebody else could have, obviously has their own opinion. I'm, I'm definitely open to discussion. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, okay, remind me. So you guys, you guys are much younger than me. How old are you guys again? Uh, I'm 24. Uh-huh. I'm going to be 22 in seven days. Okay. So, oh, happy, happy just, almost birthday. Just throw that out yeah, there. Almost Thank in you. almost seven days. Thank you. Um, so why why do you think it's taking a couple of young 20-somethings to do this now? What do you think? Like, I, I won't say you guys are special. Of course you're special. <laughs> why Why well, you? are not special. Why, why, yeah. Why do you think I, you guys are doing this instead of some 30 or 40 or 50-somethings? I think it's just something that we... Are passionate about. Mm-hmm. You, you feel know, very we strongly both about. witnessed it, and um, a part of what got it started is following this page called "Fight the New Drug," mm-hmm. which is basically they are uh, fighting against pornography uh-huh. and saying how uh, like pornography fuels sex trafficking, um, sexual violence, and the rape culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like I started following that page and I was like wow like this makes sense we have all these people being called out um for sexual harassment like we keep talking about the rape culture that's going on and um so I started following them and I was talking to Dakota about it and then he's like well the restaurant industry has a big issue mm-hmm. with sexual harassment yeah mm-hmm. but and people just don't like to talk about it yeah and so he just, I mean, he's the go-getter. He has an idea, and he just wants to run with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that's always, he kind of mentioned, I'm kind of like, hey, let's take a step back and slow down, and let's think about, like, how we want to, um, how we want to present this, what we want to do with it, like, mm-hmm. what's our goal? Mm-hmm. And 
Um, so really it's just, I guess, just a passion that we have. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, it's, I've known I want to be a chef since I was five. Mm-hmm. I was, I grew up watching, uh, Emerald Gassi on the Food Network, flipping puzzle pieces in the saute pan, mm-hmm. you know, this was, I was born to do this. Mm-hmm. And so seeing how it has changed, the industry has changed since, you know, I've had interest in it is, is a huge eye opener. Mm-hmm. It's always been like this. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody said. Oh, the, just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's how it is. Oh, you, you walk into a, a fine dining kitchen, like, ah, I'm going to use, I'm going to drop a name. Like, if you go walk into a Thomas Keller kitchen, like, he's not throwing plates at you. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not cussing at you, telling you you're a worthless piece of shit. He's not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's because different chefs were brought up to do different things or to teach differently. So if you use, like, Wolfgang's the same way. Um, if you go into, a, like, a, a French culinary, like, very French. Like, your plates are MF and this. And mm-hmm. it's, there's, a, there's a different culture. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen that, and I've seen it get worse. Mm-hmm. Not so much plate throwing. That's, that's kind of old news, and that's kind of gone out. But, like, as far as harassment and, like, gender equality. Gender equality is huge. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's funny because you think, and that's how it's always been said, it's like, oh, you're a woman, should they belong in the kitchen, right? Well, if you look at most restaurants, very male heavy. Yes. It's it's a very male dominant profession. Yeah. And not that I say that women belong in the kitchen, but if you have the freaking balls to do it, then more power to you. I've, Mm -hmm. I've worked. For a ton of women sure. already in this We've industry. We've got dozens of talented women in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I've worked, I mm-hmm. worked with Chef Ari Ellis. She opened up The Cut mm-hmm. down in Cherokee. Mm-hmm. I've worked with Ashley Shelton and Evelyn Dick. Ashley is obviously the chef of Sardella and Pasteria. Mm-hmm. Evelyn's getting her own restaurant uh, and hotel. I've worked with, you know, already three incredible chefs mm-hmm. that are hell of a chefs. Like, yeah. they, they know what they're doing. They're, mm-hmm. they, they run a hell of a kitchen and... You know, it's 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 good to see. Mm-hmm. And then you get this male-driven profession and, you know, they just get squashed out. Yeah. It's it's not that they don't know what they're doing. It's, you know, it's a male-dominant thing. And so they, what they do is they look for males. Mm-hmm. I work, I've worked, it's like three different places and like 90% of the time it's 90% of the guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Like, why? Like, why is that? Like, you're like... Yeah. Like, it's not that women aren't in this profession. I've seen thousands of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm friends with a ton of them on Instagram and Facebook. It's like, they're, not, they're out there. Mm-hmm. They're just getting squashed out by right. capable men. Right. Because you're a man. Mm-hmm. You can handle the blood, sweat, the thick skin. The I mean, yeah, things yeah. happen in the kitchen. People get called, you're an asshole or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's not like women can't handle that. No. You just got to give them a chance. No, I know lots of tough women. Oh, it's like, <laughs> They're really tough. It's like, you just got to give them a chance. But I, I don't know why it's like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what happened in, in history to where, you know, you know, women weren't given the, the fair shot in the kitchen job. Mm-hmm. Because apparently that's where they're supposed to be. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, something, you could debate about this for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. just so, so much into it. Um, what I wanted to get on were the other two topics the other two causes that mm-hmm. you mentioned so um the the mental health aspect helping folks with that and then also addiction mm-hmm. um and like i said at, at the when we started recording so charles and i have interviewed many people 
um, some of them on the record, some of them off, and just say, you know, I used to have a problem with such and such, or I quit drinking such and such. Like, what's really interesting, there's kind of a movement now of uh, sober bartenders, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, which, mm-hmm. you know, good on them. So mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple people in town, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's it's rampant, and, but they hide it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people that I've worked with and have talked to just passing by is like that is huge mm-hmm. and, it, and it has been for a while you know we're not going to shy away from it i mean i i drink you know, yeah. but i don't i don't i don't you know indulge in it to where it's like it becomes a problem like right. I, I have you, you don't know, rely on it right i have yes. a drink because you know, we had a great service and i cheers guys uh-huh. yeah <clears throat> but there but there does you know come a time when it, you know it happens mm-hmm. but how, it's how you deal with that right that's mm-hmm. like very important yes. like you know we're around alcohol all day we cook yep. with it we drink it we whatever there's no shying away from that but mm-hmm. it, being able to def, like define it as a problem for yourself yeah and being able to tackle it is huge like i know a lot of great chefs that you know have come out recently um the chef at husk in nashville um oh my gosh i don't know why i'm forgetting his name sean brock mm-hmm. sean brock came out with his like his own little manifesto of like his pretty much his life story mm-hmm. and like came out of it and like said yeah i have a problem mm-hmm. like i was i was i had a problem mm-hmm. and i'm better now yeah and i'm a hell of a chef because of it because it, i got over that hill or the the little hill or big hill at that matter a huge hill i had to climb but i'm a better chef because of it and like mm-hmm. that i got help whenever and, it, and it's stuff that's like stories like that that you hear mm-hmm. that are awesome but you don't hear those success stories because you no. hear about a lot of the stories of people passing away on unfortunate events mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. overdoses happen it's you know drugs are in this industry have been in this industry for a long time mm-hmm. the heavy stuff you know we talk about marijuana not a drug so i won't even talk about that but like the the hard stuff like you know you've you see people that go into this industry and there's an insane amount of people that are effed up when they go in and even more effed up when they come out yep. but it's like if you if you can do it you can do it they don't mm-hmm. really care if you're they need you're, to you're, function if you're, basically if, if you're sane or if you're insane if you can do the job let's yeah. hire you uh-huh. but you know there are some people that you know that I've seen and I've worked with that, are, that do need you know some help and, yeah. and it's really hard to see that from a perspective like I don't use mm-hmm. I can never use it in my life yeah. but it's like how do you put that into a perspective that they see like, hey, dude, like, I'm here for you, man. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go talk somewhere, do something like that. But you can't because mm-hmm. inside they're like, I need this to survive. It, yeah. it becomes, it can, what do you call it? It's a, it's a crutch or it's something yeah, they, they depend they, on. Yeah, they depend on it. It's like the way they function now. Um, and, you know, a lot of people in this industry take, <sighs> pills is a big thing nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's a stressful environment. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. kitchens are not for the faint of heart. Like, you, if you work in a kitchen, you are you know very stressed can be stressing but you know it's it's a very you know doggy dog kitchen mm-hmm. you know so people take antidepressants and things that like try and calm their nerves or whatever yep. and then they start you know depending on those yep and overdosing and all this stuff and then you you know that obviously leads into a, a huge other topic but it's like you know let's change it because mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're killing ourselves mm-hmm. this is this is <laughs> again I'll, I'll refer to this it's this is a Profession. I cook for people. I'm not running into a f- burning building. I'm not getting shot at like p- these police officers nowadays. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm simply cooking food. 
I'm serving the people. Mm-hmm. Let's serve the people. Yeah. Let's, let's stop killing ourselves well, by... Well, that's what the hospitality industry is all mm-hmm. about, is just is serving people. So yeah, it should it. be something enjoyable. Yeah. It's fun, but it's, you know, working in a restaurant kitchen, mm-hmm. it's high heat, high pressure. It's a lot of stress, and people <clears throat> find ways to deal with that stress. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of times it's with alcohol or with drugs, and then... Instead of, you know, there are healthier ways. Right. Like exercise yeah. or yeah. meditation or, you know. Finding a hobby. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I my hobby is posting pictures on Instagram of my food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I used to, I, I think fishing's fun, but I don't have enough time right now to do it. So, I mean, but like find a hobby. Find something that you enjoy or reading. Hell, shit. I like, I have a ton of cookbooks. Yes. Just read a cookbook if you get bored or feel like you're stressed the hell out. But. Don't kill yourself by taking all these pills and killing your organs and doing all this shit or, or like, going to drugs. Like, mm-hmm. that's never going to be the answer. It never was the answer. It's just a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, if you want to make something of yourself or make, like, have a long-lasting life, don't go to, you know, using. Mm-hmm. Like, be a chef. Cook food for people. I told her when I met her, I was like, I'm not going to become another statistic. And, like, this is what this, this organization is built off of, is statistics and, you know, proof of, mm-hmm. like, what the hell has happened in the last, fuck, I don't know, 200 years. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Shit should have never happened, it, you know, but now we have to, as a young culture trying to fix this, is take a problem that was and make it so it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, if we, can, if we can lower statistics, I'm not trying to stop it. I'm just trying to make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if I stopped it, it would be great. Well, we stopped it. That's not going to happen. It's it's just not you know feasible or not or plausible. Mm-hmm. If you can make something better and kind of lower the statistics, that should that should feel like an accomplishment. Right. Make something better. Like hey, in the last fifteen years, the statistics went from like seventy five percent to in the sixties. Like mm-hmm. that is a, is a, it's, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. You know. But you know we as like young culinarians look at what has been before us and like i i'm all about change i'm I'm wanting to change what what the status quo was to what it should be there's a culinarian's code that we've used countless times during our research and it's like it's like something to good something good to look on because it's it, the culinarian's code is it's like the bible technically mm-hmm. it's what you know what we should do as cooks and chefs what we should do as far as like how we handle ourselves in the business, how we handle ourselves as a chef, as a person, what we look forward to, what we should do. And it's great to look at. It's about, I don't know, a paragraph and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a, it's a code. Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like, you know, if you're a young cook, you should listen, you should look at that. Yeah. I never knew something like that existed. I, d- I didn't either we until... We didn't either until yeah. we started this up. So the culinarian's code. There's like, it's a culinarian's yeah. okay. code. I'll include that in but the yeah, show notes yeah. I'll look for that but the drug and alcohol it's it's again it's it's around us all the time but mm-hmm. if we can slowly start working back let's do it yeah. you know mental health is so many people nowadays it's 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 starting to come up again which is great you know right. mental health is no joke right it, it happens no one it, is immune from it exactly yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but you've seen so many chefs that are just in these high stress situations mm-hmm. that are killing themselves yeah. because they feel like there's no out Mm-hmm. But it's been going on for ages. Like, yeah, I yeah. read an article about the chef of, 
It was one of the King Louis. I'm not sure which one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was back in like 1620 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to prepare this meal for the king and the prince. And like their relationship was just basically determined on how this meal went. And he found out that um, the shipment of fish he was supposed to get hadn't come in yet. And so he just went up to his room and stabbed himself to death because, like, his entire career was just lying on the balance here. And it said just a couple minutes later, the fish showed up. But, so, like, people take it very seriously what they're doing. Yeah, Uh Yeah. And it's been going on for for ages. Right. Now, I was going to ask, so you guys uh, you guys graduated from college relatively recently, like within the last two years? Last, or last yeah, year? It's been last a year. Last year, exactly. Last, last year, year exactly. exactly, yeah. D- did you ever receive any training or classes in this subject, like other than cooking? Did you, you know, like the, the subject matter of addictions we, or whatnot? No, we had to take a class on professionalism okay. in the hospitality industry, yeah. which of course touches on sexual harassment uh-huh. and things like that. But very little, But I'm as sure. far as, you know, preparing us for what is going on, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't really, at least in my case, I didn't hear a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And I just knew about, you know, from stories I've heard from other people mm-hmm. and things like that. So. Right. This industry is very, like, learning by seeing. Sure, so yeah. So obviously, like, you go to culinary school, you learn the French culinary basics, congrats, whatever. But like they don't teach you to become a chef by going to school. No. You learn uh-huh. by doing and seeing and you know learning fast and you know obviously developing, you know different ch- like skill skills and whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of the same way around like how the industry is. Right. If you go to culinary school, you're not going to see all that stuff. No, no. I mean, you come away with a piece of paper. That's great. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, you have to prove yourself by stepping in there and staying right. in there. Yeah. And so that's why they say is like, you know, when you get your first culinary job, you know start off as a dishwasher mm. because you know at that point you're washing dishes and you're seeing the tendencies that you know that happen you know usually you'll start off as a dishwasher when you're like 16 mm-hmm. like it's fucking insane yeah to see some of that stuff at such an early age like mm-hmm. I say 16 early but it's it you're young like mm-hmm. it, if you're not prepared to see some of that stuff that could ruin your that could ruin your life yeah like that's some really fucked up shit mm-hmm. and for me fortunately I stepped in the kitchen at 18 and you know it wasn't like all that bad but you know there were some plates being thrown there were some really raunchy things being said and some mm-hmm. cuss words and and I was like do I really want to do this like I I was like stepped out and I was like I want to become an electrical engineer I'm like fuck this shit I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go do something that's fun and you know less stressful and yeah. whatever but you know, I, there's something about cooking that, you know, that keeps everybody going. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's the fun it's fun cooking for, for people and, and making them happy and make, making them, like, see a smile on their face. Like, you just put that plate in front of their food and they're just grinning from ear to ear. Right. But no one prepares you for what you can see. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I paint this as a, as a horrible picture. Like, there are some really good restaurants and there's some really good places that to work where there's, this stuff really rarely happens. But there's some restaurants that, you know, this is, this is everyday culture. Like, yeah. Which is... Like that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody is getting hired, and I see that. Like, well, I would that would turn me away. Yeah, that would that doesn't make for a professional environment. No, kitchens not are not necessarily the most professional places, but <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know if you want to make your restaurant as a restaurant owner, sorry, excuse me, a professional environment, I would think that would, those couple topics should be at the right. highest of your list. You have to maintain it as a safe place for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's safe. Back of the house, front of the house, yeah. nobody. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, it's the restaurant industry is like taking a like a badge of honor to this. Like they welcome sexual harassment. It's like, what are you doing? Like Mario Batali, mm-hmm. Food Network, Storage Chef, mm-hmm. Iron Chef, boom, bam, mm-hmm. slap of sexual harassment because because it happens. Yeah. And you and just because you're a restaurant or you're 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 a TV personality. Doesn't make you any better than the next person. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exempt anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it happens, and you know it's stuff that, as a young kid, seeing that as a young one to be a young chef, I feel like it could change. It sure. just needs it just needs a little help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully this eighty six yeah. will help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, so I will I'll sign off with you guys in just a moment, but. Uh, so Kendall and Dakota, if someone listening, mm-hmm. you know, wants to contact you, they have a story, um, testimonial, they want to help you out. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to reach you regarding this? A lot of different ways. <laughs> so either by our personal Facebooks, um, so obviously Kendall Kolb and Dakota Kolb, um, we have a, our, our business partner, Deanna Hografey. Um, but if you want to reach us as far as 86 The Quo on a business level, we have 86 The Quo on Instagram. Um, that is at 86 the quo under mm-hmm. under or what do you call it lowercase um, and then 86 quo has a uh, Facebook page we have a blog uh, 86 the quo.com um, you can send us an email through that our email is 86 the quo at gmail.com um, so there's a lot of different places you can you can send us articles and uh, you know different excerpts that you think are, are you're you're interested in learning we're down to, to discuss. I mean, we're, this yeah. is a, this is an open discussion page slash movement slash whatever. Uh, we're hopefully you know going to be selling some t-shirts, some hats, some wristbands to kind of like promote the the movement. You know, mm-hmm. get 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 the because I wear the fighting the new drug uh, wristband on my arm, mm-hmm. and you know I've had six to ten people ask me like, what's this about? So it's just about somebody recognizing you get you got the conversation starting. So. Yeah. If you want to, you want to reach out. We're more than welcome to to sit down and 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 you know talk about it over the phone or sit down and talk about it. But mm-hmm. let's yeah. get this movement started. So I know you guys are going to Kansas City very soon. So I guess you're hoping to make this a national thing. Yeah. So essentially, what we want to do is we're gonna. This is this is a Missouri-based thing. Uh, my idea is that it reaches every every state. So mm-hmm. 50 states wide. Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to have you know representatives from every state be able to talk about this subject. My idea is to go into different colleges that are you know culinary or high schools because I went to a South Tech high school. It was you know for culinary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Be able to talk about these. Mm-hmm. Give the kids that are going to become the future a little bit of an insight, like yeah. not to scare them away, no. but a little bit of a hey, this is what you have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. This is what we can change. This mm-hmm. is how it can be done. This is how it should be done, and and that's it. I'm not trying to scare anybody away. Just simply trying to raise awareness and give them the education that they need on the subject that you know is very prevalent. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to that? <laughs> He's kind of said it all. Okay. Cool. So then, uh, do you have any parting words or parting thoughts to our listeners regarding give, this or anything else? Give us a follow on Instagram, like our Facebook page. Uh, we'll be putting out a blog post here in the next, you know, week or so. Um, on that note, become a patron of Weed Stuff. Um, they do the dirty work for us restaurant folks. 
you know, they make us seem really nice and Thanks. fun and awesome. But become a patron, pay it back to them. They've been they've been awesome to us. Obviously, we've been on here way too many times, but <laughs> give them a give them a shout out, give them a like. But thank you again. Of course, yeah, happy to help. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, you guys. I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do, and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support. Please join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.